0: They managed to actually summon, open the door to hell, and summon a demon. Neighbors claimed they practice witchcraft.
1: Exorcism, the casting out of demons through ritual prayer. I was bearing bodies out in the desert. And yes, the ghosts were there with us.
0: for letting us in and we're back folks we didn't lie to you we didn't not once did we lie last week not (laughs) this time not this time but maybe in the future who knows Mm -hmm. but we are we are back unlike your dad oh wow (laughs) Wow. Trauma. You, you you had to go there, didn't you? Trauma.
1: Unlike your dad who went to the store to get cigarettes 18 years ago, we are back <laughs> with you here. Yes, we on, are. On what? On the Haunted Heart Podcast. The Haunted Heart motherfucking
0: podcast.
1: And who are we?
0: Well, I don't know. That depends on the day, actually. <laughs> you know, it does. To be quite honest. um, Today, I am... I feel like I'm in some sort of like meeting right now, or Mm -hmm. like therapy. You know, some sort of therapy session.
1: The icebreaker games that they make you play at the beginning of team meetings. That's basically like ninety percent of your job is just endless icebreaker things. When you during the pandemic, I got to witness it, and you just it was just endless icebreakers. And I'm like, this is his version of hell. Somehow, how did he end up here?
0: What? Let me name the. Let me name the icebreakers. Um, What. What flavor of Starbucks coffee would you be? What type of, or what type of Starbucks coffee? Well, that's uh, easy. I'd be, be a pumpkin
1: spice twate. <laughs> I we'll can't take credit on... for that joke. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, I
0: was going to say, I was going to put that on a shirt for you.
1: Uh, no, please don't. Uh, so it. I actually, I didn't even see it on Twitter. I saw a tweet that was reposted on Facebook. So Super boomer of me. So you saw a tweeter. Uh, so a tweet by way of Facebook which is the only way i see tweets cuz i'm not on twitter cuz it, it just seems really toxic but the good stuff filters through
0: what what I seems think? toxic
1: twitter no it just seems like a lot like you don't say yeah you know, you don't think... Also, a bitch is not a fan of a character limit. We've been on this episode for like 10 minutes and we ain't even set our names. Uh, two minutes and 11 seconds, actually. Oh, you know, time flies. I was going to say.
0: <laughs> Concept of time doesn't really exist on this show. We really just exist in some sort of like liminal space in between, you know, points A and B.
1: In between reality and and fantasy.
0: That's what happens when you step into this uh, into this here. Recording studio.
1: It's true. It's but true.
0: yes, uh, plenty of icebreakers. Hate them. Don't like them. Don't enjoy them. I'm not a. I'm not an icebreaker type guy.
1: So are you going to introduce us this week or are you just going to no. keep rolling?
0: No, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not going to introduce us. Uh, no, my name is Kenny. I'm here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Katie.
0: Who is also here.
1: I am here in this moment mm-hmm. with you in this moment in time. Very happy to be sharing this space with you. Um, for some reason I'm feeling very much on a Delilah flow tonight. I'm feeling like feel I'm just feeling like you need to reach out and love somebody tonight who I'll is of age what. and consenting.
0: Delilah tonight. is is great to listen to when you're driving down those long roads and you know, middle of the night. And I don't listen to her for long because from not your my family. vibe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I stopped, I used to listen. So my mother was a big fan of Delilah. So I listened to, I love to the way Delilah. You say her name.
0: But, like, you never just say Delilah. You always have to. You always say it.
1: Delilah. Yes. It's because that's what's happening in my brain. And I'm just trying not to do that out loud. So, anyway, um, we used to listen to her all the time uh, up until I went to college, actually. And then when I stopped listening to her is when my life became a fucking wreck. So, maybe that was my mistake. Mm. <laughs> that's when it really started backsliding. This
0: when it went downhill. <laughs> Downhill after Delilah.
1: No. Yeah. I think there are maybe people I that need probably that bitch.
0: Don't even know. Is she a lesbian? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. I
1: always kind of thought she might be a li- maybe she's. Maybe she's bi. Maybe she's a bisexual menace. Oh, I don't know. I don't never know. never
0: really I questioned just... that. There's a lot of people that don't even know who Delilah is. They're probably like, hmm.
1: Probably. You should look it up. Delilah loves someone tonight. Google that shit. <laughs> it's going to heal you. It's going to heal you. It's like you.
0: chicken soup for the soul. It but is. radio and... Has nothing to do with And she used to be
1: a drug addict. She used to be like a really, she used to really, really, really struggle with addiction. And then she like got herself right. And she's like, so she knows. The thing about Delilah is like when that bitch tells you something, like you can trust her. Like she'd be knowing. She ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Mm -mm. And I respect that.
0: You're going to catch me in some meeting like about 10 years from now. I too used to be a podcaster. (laughs) I too know the struggle. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, we are here, we are so excited to be here with you this evening. And we have two new people joining our table. With we us. do. Our round table. We
1: do. I re- so I realized on the last episode, our first episode back after hiatus I Uh, I realized we didn't explain our ritual of lighting the candles for any new listeners who may have stumbled across this podcast in the past several months. And so I wanted to take a minute to do that now for folks who have forgotten or for folks who are new. So this process that we go through, this ritual, if you will, of lighting these candles, we light candles for our new Patreon members, our new Patreon subscribers. And these candles have been dressed with good intentions for health, wealth, happiness, all good vibes coming your way. So as we light these candles, we are doing what is called an invocation. So We are invoking the spirit of the person who we're welcoming into the community and we are sending their way all sorts of good vibes. And it's just a nice little thing that we like to do when we have folks kind of join the fam. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of give a little context in case you guys were like, are they lighting a blunt? Like what's happening? Like I just hear like strike pad and then like burning. <laughs> we're lighting candles. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And we're doing an invocation. Absolutely. So uh, am I going to kick it off? Then? Sure. I, gonna, I mean,
0: you can kick it right on off.
1: I will. I will kick Start it. Start
0: us off.
1: I will. I cert- I'm, I'm real good at it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am welcoming the lovely, the inimitable Nancy C., who is a brand new Cannibal Cult member.
0: And I am welcoming Ash W., who is a member of our
1: Haunted Heart Harem. All right, your candles are lit and they will burn beside our mic stands at least through the end of the episode. But of course, figuratively, emotionally, metaphysically, electrically, always and forever in our dark, dark. That box. was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got on an adverb uh, kick there. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Um, And if you are interested in joining the Patreon and receiving your own invocation, you can check us out. We have a bunch of different tiers up there to suit whatever it is uh, that you would like. We have uh, plenty of things in there that would tickle your fancy, lots of bonus content, all kinds of cool shit.
1: We do. We do. We do. We do that. We got some Netflix and Kill for you. We got some Spooky Smut for you. If you're into that, Mm. definitely not safe for work. Do not. Do not, oh, do not listen to Spooky smut. smut at work. Don't listen to it at work. It's going to fuck with you. <laughs> Who'd have thought the
0: Spooky Smut not safe for work? Definitely
1: not. I mean, well, you might think that you can get through it. You're not going to be able to. I promise you that.
0: Yeah, we barely got through it. <laughs> I mean, truly. <laughs> um, but I brought us back la- last week uh, with my story on MK Ultra. So mm-hmm. it is my turn to sit back and have a story. Told to me.
1: I thought you were about to be like, it is my turn to sit back and relax. I brought this LSD this week. We're going to just kind of kick back. By the way, hard.
0: Um. by the way, still haven't heard back from the CIA.
1: Oh, OK, good.
0: I've checked my spam folder.
1: <laughs> I guess they figured like geographically you're pretty close. So they'll just kind of keep an eye. They'll drive by a couple times a day. You know, just just check things out. Yeah,
0: I'm still waiting.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool though. We could have the CIA, CIA guy as special guest on the podcast, like handle oh,
0: oh, they already are.
1: <laughs> They're like, no, we're here now.
0: Yeah, we're, no, we're actually here.
1: <laughs> Shody wish y'all would help with some cold opens or something. <laughs> I mean, help a sister out for real. Go ahead and schedule some um, content, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Yep, get handle on there. Some schedule it out. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, feel free to log into my computer, get it uploaded. <laughs> go like, for it. just go for it.
1: Any way, way. Anyway. So last week, we, you, correct, you did bring us back. We talked about MK Ultra. We talked about government sanction, weird LSD testing that was non-consensual. It was real icky. It was not great. This week, I kind of thought, I mean, we're also going to talk about something icky and not great because hello, it's is this podcast. <laughs> um, it's really not great. But uh, I wanted to kind of take us back a little bit to our roots a little bit. Um, we're going to cover a true crime case.
0: Yeah, always the ever popular. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yes. It's been a minute since you've told me a true craft. Yeah,
1: case. it's been a while and I'm, you know, I'm itching to guide you through one. So here we go. Um this one actually interestingly, I know the MK Ultra was actually recommended by a couple people um but Emily from our Patreon um and our Facebook group had uh had recommended that one. This topic was also recommended by somebody, but I can't remember who it was. Somebody emailed forever ago and it had actually been a case that was on my radar for a while. Um, it's relatively well known in, in true crime circles, but it's a very interesting case. And, um, I'm sorry, whoever emailed, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't Damn. remember your name. Fuck you. I guess. Uh, <laughs> if I can find it, I will shout you out last, uh, next week, not last week. That would be very difficult. Um, <laughs> But yes, so this was also uh, a listener recommendation, I suppose.
0: Sweet, love that. Love when you guys send us Rex.
1: I mean, please, please do. <laughs> if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, please email us theHauntedHeartPodcast at gmail.com. That is why we have an email, not just for spam email <laughs> that we get a lot of. <laughs> anyway, you ready? Yeah, I'm you ready. ready. Dive in? I'm ready.
0: I'm ready. I'm in my chair. I'm, you know, sitting comfortably. I've got our candles right here of our invokees. Yes. You're sitting beside me, and we're all ready.
1: All right. Well, let's get started. There. Delphi, Indiana. Nestled right in the heart of the state, about 20 minutes northeast from Lafayette. It's a small town with just under 3,000 people as of 2010. Founded in 1828, Delphi was named after the famed ancient city in Greece, which housed the Oracle of Delphi. It's to Delphi that Greece's rulers would travel to consult with the Pythia, the high priestess of the Temple of Apollo, who would advise them on the gods' feelings of matters of state, whether or not to engage in trade or war with other nations, where new Greek colonies should be founded, and other such important. From behind the veil, quite literally, represented as a curtain, the Pythia would dictate the truth of the gods to her audience. It is fitting, somehow, that this week's story takes place in a place called Delphi. Granted, this is not the Delphi of old, but a new version, a reimagining. Oracles like that of Delphi remind us what is knowable and what is unknowable? What is on our side of the veil? And what is on the other side? Today's story is full of darkness. And it's also full of the unknown. There are lots of questions and precious few answers. If only the oracle herself could pull back the veil. But until then, you're stuck with me. I'll do my best. <laughs>
0: You keep saying the Oracle, and I keep thinking of that lady from the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah. Very that. Very that?
1: That, but like ancient Greece. Got it. Got it.
0: Delphi, Indiana. Never been to Indiana. Not once.
1: I went to Indianapolis one time. I stayed in my hotel room, and I ordered sushi. And I watched an Avengers movie, and I fell asleep uh, sad. Not because I was in Indianapolis, (laughs) but... I was, like, weird and lonely. You really shouldn't send me to other places by myself because I just get, like, really melancholy and weird. Mm. I'm like, I'm the only girl in the world and nobody loves me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like Jesus. that. Yeah, it's weird. All right, so.
0: Yes, Oracle Lady.
1: At 1.35 p.m. on Monday, February 13th, 2017, 13-year-old Abigail Abbey, for short, Williams, And 14-year-old Liberty Rose Lynn German, Libby, were dropped off by Libby's older sister, Kelsey, on County Road 300 North, just east of the Hoosier Heartland Highway. The girls were hiking on the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek, among the woodland in the remote Deer Creek Township. The Monon High Bridge is something of a landmark for this part of Indiana. It was originally built in the 1890s as part of the Manon Rail Line. Now the bridge crosses over Deer Creek about 60 feet up from the water. It's Indiana's second longest and third highest railroad bridge. The last train bustled across the line sometime during the 1980s and the bridge has been sitting still and somewhat forgotten ever since. As you can imagine... A railroad bridge that was last used in the 1980s can fall into some pretty significant disrepair over 35 plus
0: years. I say, I know that hurts me to
1: do that math.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: We have fallen into significant disrepair. Yeah, I mean, being
0: (laughs) uh, of 30 plus years of Mm -hmm. age from the 80s, hailing from the 80s myself, the late 80s, I am in significant disrepair,
1: basically decrepit.
0: Basically, yes, if you looked inside, it would be exactly like one of those bridges that you would see. There's cracks everywhere. There's mm-hmm. Mother Nature and growth has started mm-hmm. to, you know, over overtake everything. And there's like some really bad graffiti that's been there from really bad poor decisions, you know, early in life. And they're not going away. They're there inside of you forever and always uh, just sort of tainted.
1: That's um, part of the magic of being alive. Mm. Moving on. Beautiful. Um. So by the time, we can imagine, by the time Abby Williams and Libby German were crossing that bridge in the winter of 2017, the bridge was something of a modern ruin. There were loose boards and rickety places, places where simply shifting your weight could cause the bridge to sway in an uncomfortable way. Mm-mm. The worst part, though, the part everyone seemed to mention was how long and winding the bridge was, stretching out like some kind of unnatural man-made aberration in the forest, bending through the trees to an unseen end point. Folks have said in interviews that there's been quite a few points on the bridge where, when looking forward, you start to believe it doesn't even have an end point. I mean, sure, naturally, one would logically assume that a bridge, all bridges, would have to have an endpoint, right? But somehow, in the stillness of the forest, standing on that bridge and seeing how it disappears around the bend, folks seem to question whether the rules of logic even apply anymore.
0: Mm-mm. You know, I already have an issue with bridges, anyway. So,
1: oh, I want to, I want to go see this one. This, I, the, I mean, it's a, it's. I don't think they let you on it anymore. I don't like
0: going across bridges. They give, they give me, I don't know, they give me the heebie-jeebies. Makes you nervous. Yeah, make me really nervous.
1: So. It was on this bridge that Abby Williams and Libby German found themselves at 2.07 p.m. that fateful day in February. Libby posted a photo of Abby walking along the bridge. This was the last time either of the girls were ever heard from. At 5.30 p.m., Libby's father reported them missing after they failed to meet him at their agreed-upon pickup location at 3.15 p.m. Both families initially searched the area for the girls on their own before calling the police authorities who searched the area did not initially suspect foul play in the disappearance. This changed. However, when the girls bodies were found around noon, the next day on February 14th, about a half mile East of the abandoned Menon high bridge on the North bank of deer Creek mm. to this day, police have not released many details regarding the girl's manner of death. As early as February 15th, 2017, the day after the girl's bodies were found, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of an individual reportedly seen on the Manon High Bridge Trail near where the two friends were murdered. The grainy photograph appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the rail bridge, head down, directly toward the girl's. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the Dumble homicide. On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording in which the voice of the suspect, though fairly muffled, is thought to be heard to say, down the hill. It was at this news conference that officials credited the source of the video clip as well as the earlier photograph of the suspect to Libby German's smartphone.
0: Mm, because she was taking pictures.
1: Apparently, our girl Libby had had the uncanny foresight to record the exchange in secret, perhaps without the man even knowing that he was being recorded. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but they did not release it so as to not compromise the future trial. By this time, the reward offered in the case was set at $41,000. On July 17th, Officers distributed a composite sketch of someone who, at the time of the investigation, was sought as a person of prime interest in the murders. It had apparently been drawn by police from eyewitnesses who recalled a certain hiker frequently found on the Delphi Historic Trails who was spotted there on the day the girls vanished. And then the case went cold. And that's it? Until April 19th of 2019. When Indiana State Police announced, so almost two years later, uh, Indiana State Police announced that they were taking things in a new direction. For the first time in nearly two years, Superintendent Doug Carter released new information in the case on April 22nd, 2019. The new materials included a short video recording in which the blue jeaned and jacketed suspect is seen lurching along the rail bridge for a little over a second. The video is chilling. The man moves. And I and I watched this video. I've seen it. He moves unnaturally, but with really, like, strong conviction as if being pulled along by an unseen force. Superintendent Carter suggested that because of the severely deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect may not be walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. But to watch, like, just to watch the video, it's it's super... It's really creepy because he's like he. When I say lurching, he is he is quite literally lurching.
0: quite, Quite literally, quite literally lurching. So this is from video footage that Libby took on her phone. Yes, that she had. Yes. So she had been talking, or I guess had had some sort of communication, or they had. You know, I don't know. To me, it just seems like who is this strange man? And he's quite literally, as you say, lurching about seems to be like they might have been, I don't know, I don't want to say calm, but like, were there any signs that they were like, I mean, other than the obvious, like, that they were recording, but was there any, like, verbal, like, you know, signs that they were in distress or, like, that they were afraid or scared or, like, any of that?
1: It's difficult to tell. Hmm. Because because the way that it is filmed, it's almost like she's trying to, film it low-key, right? Like, she's not mm-hmm. trying to draw attention to it. So it's not like we're all friends and we're hanging out and, like, it's fine that I'm recording you. Like, it, it reads as, like, I'm recording you because I feel like something might be about to happen. That's kind of how it reads. Got it. So they, they also, in addition to releasing this clip, they also updated the sketch of the suspect. Um, so they unveiled a, a completely new sketch as well as an extended version of the original audio recording in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected as he utters the word "guys" before the phrase down the hill. And it was further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and cap is now considered secondary. By contrast, the clean-shaven individual shown in the newly revised composite is now being regarded as the primary sketch of the police's prime suspect. Um, So police say that their suspect may range from um, age 18 to 40, but they also caution that his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age. Mm -hmm. Um, Investigators revealed that they have reason to believe that the suspect might well be hiding in plain sight and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi, whether it be from living or working there or for another reason. Law enforcement reached out to the public, urging everybody to look at the sketch, listen to the audio, and watch how the man walks on the bridge and send tips. So these renewed efforts by the police um, seem to have resulted in a rash of suspects, um, unfortunately none of which have been convicted of the murders. So on July 23rd, 2019, a couple months after they released the new information, Paul Etter was identified as a potential suspect. Edder was wanted for the kidnapping and rape of a 26-year-old woman on June 22nd in nearby Tippecanoe County. Five days later, Edder was surrounded by the police, and after a five-hour standoff, he died by suicide. Shit. Daniel J. Nations, a registered sex offender from Indiana, was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado, in September 2017, and he was charged with threatening strangers on a monument trail with a hatchet. Hmm. I mean, not to make light, but if you've ever driven the Capitol Beltway I, I, on a weekday, I mean, I, I I could see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just keep your hatchets at home.
1: Yeah, just don't, just don't put one in the car yeah. if you have don't, a if you have a rough do commute. Don't do that to yourself.
0: Yeah, no. Don't do no, that no, no, to no, other
1: no. people. Just you know, we're all just out here trying to live. Yeah.
0: Although some people are assholes on the road. <laughs> that
1: is
0: true. And I feel like that is their only. Intention is to just be an asshole on the road.
1: Mm, Don't I know it? Tell me about it, buddy. Who are we? Is this the traffic hour?
0: (laughs) Welcome to the traffic cone.
1: So essentially, this guy, Daniel Nations, um, he was driving around with expired plates, and the police noticed that. uh, So they pulled him over and then later discovered uh, they had an outstanding warrant under his name. Fanning public speculation even further, it was reported that a bicyclist had been fatally shot on the same trail at around the same time that Nations was purportedly terrifying passersby with the hatchet sort of moment. So they were like, maybe. An El Paso County sheriff spokesman told reporters that however many similarities there were between the cases, he was not at liberty to disclose them since Indiana investigators did not want any more information released. On January 5th, 2018, Nations was sentenced to three years of probation for threatening members of the public in Colorado. However, he was not released since he had an active warrant out on him back in Indiana. On January 24th, Nations was transferred to Indiana officials' custody on an unrelated charge— Failure to register as a sex offender. So he had a lot going on. I was going to say, this guy's got a lot. He's Um, he's got a rap sheet on him. Yeah. In early February 2018, authorities um, said, though, that Nations was no longer considered an active person of interest in the Delphi murders, and no further details on that were released. So, um, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but he's not, like, our piece of shit. Is essentially what they said.
0: Got it. He's not the piece of shit related to the story.
1: Yes. Yes. Interesting. Assorted shit.
0: Assorted shit.
1: So then we have Thomas Bruce, who formerly worked as a pastor. Now, he had been charged with uh, fatally shooting one woman and sexually harassing two other women. Damn. You know, what preacher hasn't? I you mean, know? honestly. So after he, and he he did that after he had ordered them at gunpoint into the back room of a suburban St. Louis shop for religious supplies. What? Yeah, so apparently I don't know if they worked at the store or if they were shopping in the store, but um yeah, he are- like forced them to go into the back of the shop, shot one sexually assaulted two other
0: women. What are know. religious supplies?
1: Like Bibles? Bibles? Bibles and bookmarks and like coffee mugs, I think. Um was <laughs> like yeah.
0: Oh, like on. so. So one of those little like those Christian bookstores.
1: Yes, So yes. they call them. Yeah, I think that's what it, I think that's
0: religious it. supplies. That's just I don't know.
1: Could mean different things to different people. Uh, huh? yeah,
0: I, yeah, I feel like it could. Yeah,
1: I think my religious supply store would be quite different.
0: <laughs> I bet it would personally. It,
1: it, I bet oh. it would. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of vibrators everywhere. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> So the, that crime was actually committed in broad daylight on November nineteenth of twenty eighteen. And obviously that crime kind of put this guy, Thomas Bruce, in the spotlight of the press. Some noted that he was of similar stature, about five foot seven to five foot nine inches to the then current suspect description in the Delphi slayings. Cause remember this is before they had updated it to the younger guy.
0: Mm, yeah
1: and release that additional footage. Um, also, he he wore a flat cap and a Navy jacket during the attack, which was very similar to what the suspect in the Delphi case was wearing in the video clips. Mm. Um, Indiana State Police did look into his possible connection in November, but on December 4th, um, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony counts related to the St. Louis case, and they said he could receive the death penalty. But ultimately, that didn't... That didn't quite pan out connecting it to the Delphi case, that
0: is. So, again, still a piece of shit, but not potentially,
1: potentially the not shit the correct, right? Right, yeah. So, they seem
0: to be getting everybody,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh, alarmed, <laughs> alarmed for the heartland of America, alarmed that there's you know this many people to choose from, <laughs> so many. Um, alarmed, uh, Just worried to be about our society,
0: everybody else,
1: yeah. So then you've got this guy, Charles Eldridge. So he was arrested oh, his on January. Charles. He definitely did it. He was arrested on January 8th, 2019 in Union City, Indiana on charges of child molestation and child solicitation. So police in Randolph County alerted the FBI to a potential leak between Eldridge and the Delphi murders on account of his strong resemblance to the suspect sketch. This was, however, before the updated composite that had been released. And so I think when they when they released the additional video footage and the updated composite, they kind of ruled Eldridge out. More or less. Well, damn. hmm. And then lastly. Another motherfucker. Two months ago.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Two.
0: Two months ago. Months We ago. were not here.
1: No. <laughs> Actually, it was only one month ago, like when I wrote this episode. April 27th, 2021. Indiana State Police Detectives named James Brian Chadwell II as a new person of interest in the Delphi murders. Chadwell, who has an alleged history of drunk driving and violence, was arrested in April after a nine-year-old missing girl was found naked and covered in dog bites in his basement in nearby Lafayette, Indiana. Oh,
0: no. Oh.
1: Chadwell's brother, Ashley, said of him, Quote, he's always been out to hurt people. He wants to break bones and knock teeth out. What the fuck? End quote. What the fuck? So Chadwell is currently in jail awaiting trial on the attempted murder, kidnapping, strangulation, and child molestation charges. Police are continuing to investigate the very real possibility that Chadwell could be Abby Williams and Libby German's killer.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Well, but originally you said they didn't the uh, they didn't really release a lot about how they died or if there was like a murder weapon or no. Or, or No, or they any haven't really that. they
1: haven't really talked about that.
0: So there's no like there's nothing to really go on based on that part. Yeah.
1: These guys are not doing the release all of the details and like see what sticks. These guys are doing the we're gonna keep some details so that we when we take this to trial, we can get the guy. So they're not, like, they're trying to be really careful about what they release and what they don't because they don't want to fuck themselves out of a case, basically.
0: And I suppose that's all situational and how, you know, it's handled. But, you know, you see some cases, I guess, where kind of everything's out and, mm-hmm. and some where it's really quiet like that. And so it's interesting to see how they, how, you know, they can pan out depending on the situation. Right. How they make
1: the call. On. Yeah. I think it is an important job that police and investigators have to kind of like keep that line of how much information do we give people so that we can find the person, but how, what information do we keep so that we can make sure when we do find them, we can try them and put them away forever and ever because of this. So that's sort of where the investigation stands as of right now. Uh, Meanwhile the Delphi community has found ways to remember and honor the girls' memory. In August of 2017, the Williams and German families announced their plan to build a sports complex for Delphi in memory of the girls. It was called LNA Park Foundation, and uh, it's a nonprofit, obviously, and it was formed to, quote, celebrate and commemorate the lives of Libby German and Abby Williams by creating a place for the appreciation of nature, art, play and athleticism for generations to come.
0: That's sweet.
1: Another site was procured about a mile north of Delphi. And in the years following the girls deaths, continued progress has been made in the development of Abby and Libby Memorial park. Just last year in 2020, the LNA park foundation was named a recipient of the NBA all-star 2021 legacy grant. So that's coming along. Cool. More touching. Still, has been the countless homeowners across the central uh, Indiana area who have installed orange lights on their front porches in response to a request from Libby German's mother. Lights are meant to commemorate the girls as well as to serve as a haunting reminder that their murderer remains at large. Uh And that is the image I want to leave you with for this case. Hundreds of thousands of orange lights burning in the darkness, lighting up the night, like the truth of Apollo's oracle. See, the thing about the truth is, it always comes to light eventually. And I'd say Delphi is due for a reckoning.
0: Amen. Wow. What a crazy story.
1: Yeah. For me, this is one of those cases that... I mean, I hate all cases involving children, but this one this one, sort of hits really close to home because like we, both of us grew up in a rural area and we did shit like this. Like we would go downtown and we would go to like the fucking park or wherever and we would play on, like when I looked at this bridge, like, yes, it is really creepy and it's like haunting and like chilling and, but it's different when you're a kid and it it, it just read to me so clearly as like, and it kind of was for kids, you know, at the time it was sort of like a bravery thing. Like, can you walk all the way across the bridge? Like, and it was just this sort of like thing that everybody knew about. Right. Yeah. And so I could see because of, you know, where we grew up and all the shit that we used to get into. Like I could see that being us being in a place like that. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and the video footage, I have to like, I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough how chilling the video footage is it's very scary it like the the movement and it probably is because the bridge is deteriorated and all that stuff but like it is monstrous like it looks like a creature like coming out of the darkness like a nightmarish type figure i mean like you know it's a person but it's like they the movement is just really strange
0: and they weren't able to like catch any details in the face from that or like
1: they weren't because the person is too far away you can see a figure but you can't you can't really make out a lot. I think they worked with the footage a lot to try to get what details they could, but the movement is really the most defining feature, I think, which is why they emphasize that so much.
0: Yeah, I totally, um, I get what you're saying with the whole, like, you know, that's shit that we used to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. even shit still (laughs) to this day, kind of still, we'll still, (laughs) still love to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something about, like old abandoned places uh, just really like attracts me to it. So there's always that like feeling in the back of your mind that's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, what if I stumble across someone, you know, and and they're here and you kind of laugh it off and joke it off. But, you know, it's important to realize, I mean, you know, quite clearly that that can happen, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can sort of be in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and it's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can only imagine uh, what's going through their minds. And thankfully, you know, she, Libby, was able to sort of, you know, pull her phone out and get what sort of uh, evidence evidence, yeah, yeah. that, you know, that she could.
1: I mean, it was smart. It was, you know, she was thinking on her feet, so. And it may well be, in the end, what does catch her killer. Um, This has been a really... I'm sure that a lot of our listeners know about this case. It has been a very heated case. It's been something that's been looked at very closely in true crime circles. It's sort of like one of those that's like very much, um, it's a cold case, but it's very much warm today. You know, people are looking into it and they're researching and, you know, investigative like journalists, I think have picked it up. So I I look to, I think that we will probably have a conclusion in that case at some point in yeah. time. I kind of think it's, it's coming.
0: Which is interesting for us. You know, a lot of the, you know, stories and stuff that we cover, especially if they're, you know, further in the past or, or what have you, um, you know, they're eventually solved by the time that we, you know, we talk about them, I guess, or, you know, they're just kind of left cold and in the past. But I mean, uh, this is, you know, very much in the present. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to, Sort of follow this because I, this is my first time hearing of it, mm. but it'll be interesting to sort of keep up with that to see if anything comes with this new, yeah, you know, with this mm. new uh, scumbag <laughs> that they've got. This new piece of shit.
1: The newest. and the, the
0: latest uh, piece of shit and a line of piece of shits in the heartland of America.
1: Not to shit on uh, Indiana, though. I, the sushi I had while I was in your state was delicious.
0: Um, Every time I think of Indiana, I can only think of Stranger Things. Mm. Hawkins, Indiana. That's all I can think about. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry about it, Indiana. But it is what it is.
1: I mean, they might not be offended to be associated with Stranger Things.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, I would be if I was from Indiana. (laughs) But I'm not, so I really can't answer that. (laughs) Where is Indiana, by the way? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, God. (laughs) Is that to be a geography podcast? (laughs) We've been an everything podcast, okay? True. We've been a traffic an podcast. An everything podcast,
1: a nothing podcast uh, as well. Um, so, you know.
0: <laughs> we, too, walk the tracks amongst but the, a train. But,
1: but they of, won't let us don't stop. Know they going. won't let us stop. No, they, They're like, they won't. They're like, we will come to your Ooh. homes, and we will come inside your homes, and we will drag you into the streets, and we will make you
0: <laughs> dire- I'm talking. give us
1: this content. I'm talking
0: direct messages. Where are you? <laughs>
1: No, I'm fairly
0: certain I had a phone call from someone (laughs) because I didn't recognize. I was like, "Why is someone from like middle of fucking nowhere calling
1: me?" (laughs) Not Indiana. Indiana wants a word with you. They they Indiana mad
0: is calling me. Yeah, I I pick up the phone and it's just Indiana,
1: Miss Indiana, Miss
0: Indiana, (laughs) Lady Indiana.
1: Anyway, no, it's great to be back with you guys. It's good to be, you know, it's good to be scratching the true crime itch. It's good to kind of chit chat. Uh, I did miss, you know, our candlelit table and our our circle of circle of confidence, our circle of macabre topics and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So hopefully we can continue on next week. We will see you here
0: next week. Next week. It'll be it. will It's my turn again.
1: We'll see, so, <laughs> maybe, if I release this mic.
0: <laughs> It'll be my turn again, so who knows uh, what I'll be bringing to you, to your ear Truly, who
1: knows? We don't. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. I don't. <laughs> All right, don't you have some housekeeping to do, Oh, uh, Yeah, I guess I do have do to Do I need to get you a broom?
0: <clears throat> yes, witch mother, hand me the broom. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so you've heard about Patreon at the top of the episode, but you're going to hear about it again. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheHauntedHeart if you want all kinds of uh, exclusive bonus content for your ear holes. Things that you could listen to between now and whenever we release again. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Maybe not uh, next week. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, next week. <laughs> So, yes, you can also find us on Twitter, that damn character limit. Uh, Twitter, is it Twitter? Twitter, the tweet bird, twitter.com <laughs> slash the haunted heart. That's where you can find us at, at the haunted heart. You can add us, send us a DM. Can't guarantee that we'll see it because we're rarely on Twitter, but you can do that if you wish. Facebook.com, the haunted heart podcast. Uh, we've got a page there that you can like. Mm hmm. And when I say that you can like, I mean, you absolutely get your fucking ass on there right now. (laughs) You get on your phone because I know you're on your fucking phone because you're listening to this piece of shit show right now. You go, you switch apps right now and you go to Facebook and you find us and you like us there. And also on Facebook, you can find our secret society of haunted heart people on our private Facebook group. That's also the Haunted Heart podcast, right?
1: Yes. Yes. But it's Absolutely.
0: You can request to join a member of our Murder Mod Squad or Or ourselves. maybe us ourselves. Yeah. Because
1: we'd be in there.
0: We'll, uh, we'll approve you to join as long as you're not some creepy piece of shit from Indiana.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, or anywhere else.
0: Or anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Just Good don't be creepy. Only. Good vibes only. Exactly. And yeah, if you want to leave us a review, we always appreciate those. We occasionally re- uh, read them on the air. I personally love to read them on the air.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On the air? Are we technically on the air?
1: Yes, I would say so. Between the I don't know if the there was air, like a
0: live thing, but
1: around the air.
0: Yeah, you know what?
1: Throughout the air.
0: Leave us a review. Five star reviews uh, make us all hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's all of the housekeeping. It if is. I'm not mistaken. It is. Did I do I don't good? See
1: any cobwebs? Yes. Well done. Gold star for you today. I, no beatings for you today. Star. And an extra serving of gruel.
0: Of porridge.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, I love my porridge.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeps you regular. You eat it every day. Keeps anyway. You
0: regulated. Absolutely. And there's another thing. Oh,
1: oh. Okay. No. What's the other thing?
0: Oh, I was just going to go into the sign off because, you know, it keeps you regulated. Oh, uh,
1: Okay. I was good. Gonna- the handoff there was a little messy, huh? <laughs>
0: it was. It was. Listen, don't judge us. We're still rusty. Mm-hmm. But remember to always stay smooth.